Welcome to No Judgment Here, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts. I just said it. It's true. Don't hmm. deny it. Hmm. I am one of your hosts. With me, once again, is the man, the hmm. myth, yeah. the mother effing legend, mm-hmm. Mr. Mm-hmm. William Hendricks. How are you doing today, sir? Yes, sir. We're doing real fine. Mike, we're doing real fine. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It seems like it's been, as one of our good friends puts it, a month of Sunday since we last spoke. It does feel that way. In fact, have we spoke in the month of October? No. We Ooh. have not. Wow. It's Wait, a good... hold on. Well, we talked. I think we talked on September 30th, right? That was our last episode. Have we missed three weeks? Uh, no, and... we must have talked. We must have talked. Did we talk on the 30th? No, because I was still in the hospital then. Okay. Um, I felt like yes. I, I felt like, uh, I, I mean, obviously we talked after that then. Yeah. I felt like I didn't do an Ice Cube review, but I'm guessing that we did. So I am off by No. Week. No. We didn't do an Ice Cube review. Well, that was on the first. Well, maybe we did talk after then. <laughs> when did okay. I have my heart attack? I don't know. I mean, you should have that etched in your heart right at this point. That's what the date was. Let's see. I don't no, know. We, we, did, we, haven't, we haven't talked since then. We must have talked after that because <clears throat> I, that was the week before that I was in the hospital. So we must have talked on the 30th. Okay. You're probably right. See, here I can't yeah. even keep my dates straight. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's been a, it's been a crazy month. It's been a crazy month. It has been. It has been. Well, why don't you bring us up to date? How is the new that last we talked? We did we did drop that you had uh, started a new job. How's that going? Yeah, yeah, started a new gig last week. It's going well. I'm enjoying it. It's it's nice. Uh, the only issue, obviously, uh, the biggest issues are having to wake up pre six o'clock, uh, which I've never mm-hmm. done before in my life on a daily basis. Yeah. And the commute home after work uh, in rush hour, which I've really never done in my life either. So, you know, those are the two. Uh, on top of that, I'm trying to figure out a food schedule as well. So all the non-work stuff that has to do with work has really been the challenges. The, work, the work's been fine. I like, I, I don't, once you're like getting, once you start working, you don't really notice that like you're in an office environment anymore. It kind of feels like working from home. Um, but everything else is, is me kind of juggling and trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do on my breaks and what I'm supposed to do with an hour long lunch and, you know, what, you know, just normal stuff. So right. I, I, I think I've transitioned pretty well and pretty quickly. Um, but it's, it's the sleep schedule, uh, and the commutes are, are, have been a struggle so far. That's, that's I'm, I'm going to continue to struggle with that for a couple of weeks. If yeah. I'm, yeah, I bet it's going to take a little while to get used to, especially, you know, never having to leave the house, you know, kind of having your schedule of getting up whenever, going to bed whenever, you know, all that good stuff. So, yeah, I'm sure it's a challenge, but if anybody can, anybody can top it, it's you. That's You've right. got this. And I will say this, this job through seven days, uh, I know I made the right decision because I hated the last job and, and uh-huh. so far this does not seem to be the hatred and the headache or anything remotely poor as what the last gig I had was. So I'm right good on. there. 
I'm good. Dave. So you pretty much hated the, the last gig from day one? Uh, from So when I got promoted, I hated the promotion basically oh, okay. from like week one. I didn't, gotcha. I didn't mind the gig before that. I just talked to angry customers and I can handle that. Um, yeah. I, I just didn't feel like when I got the promotion, the promotion in me didn't fit together, unfortunately. And, but there was really nothing I could do about it except hope that another job came across my lap and one did thanks to Mr. Trey. Right on. Yeah, definitely. Well, cool. I mean, obviously, you know, since it's been forever and a day since we've talked, I'm sure we've got a ton of stuff we need to cover. So I know that you have been to a plethora of shows lately. Um, we have a review of a show from your brother as well that we'll have to play. Um, nice. So we'll watch, take it away. Who have you seen recently? I mean, you had like 20 concerts. Well, not quite 20. So it has been a little smaller, but we began the month of January, January. We began the month, October 1st. Uh, with Ice Cube playing at JJ's yeah. Live. Now, since we're not quite sure if we've actually done a review of Ice Cube or not, I, I think Kiss was the following night. So that makes me really feel confident now that we have not talked about Ice Cube. No. Uh, Trey, myself, and two other friends, uh, James and Chief, uh, went to Ice Cube at a, at a new venue in Fayetteville called JJ's Live. It's a smaller venue, but it probably holds, I don't know, 600 to 800 people. But it's still surprising that Ice Cube would perform there. And uh, it was a sold-out show, and it was super packed. Uh, they definitely oversold the venue. We didn't really – we got there late. We were hanging out um, at Smitty's uh, leading up to it. And when we got there, it was just stupid packed. So we hung outside. They had windows where you can look inside, and we kind of hung outside and kind of, like, surveyed the land. I'm always looking for a way to find – a way not to be surrounded by a bunch of people. Um, right. And so Trey and James had actually gone inside for the start of Ice Cube. Chief and myself hung around outside, and I was looking at the VIP section and noticing that there was no security there. And so when Ice Cube started playing, um, Chief and I went through the VIP, and we literally got right up to the next of the stage, to the side of the stage, and got to watch the show from there. It was a lot, much less crowded right there. It was a pretty decent spot. We were looking from a side backstage view than what we normally would would have at a concert and mm -hmm. um for the non-Razorback fans out there our, our basketball coach is huge on social media um and he's doing lots of good things his name's Eric Musselman and we can see Eric Musselman up on the uh the uh, balcony uh with his wife and a bunch of other assistant coaches is having a great great time um, and he, uh, of course, tweeted at Ice Cube um, afterwards. And then he got like two five stars afterwards uh, to, re to commit. Now, whether that was uh -huh. related to Ice Cube or not, I don't know. Uh, Ice Cube, I should let you know, Ice Cube got a key to the city of Fayetteville, Arkansas. I don't really? know why. Yeah, I don't know why, but he did. And um, he he was great. It was just him and a DJ. So his his partner, um, you'll have to help, what, what's, WC, is that his partner's name? Yeah, yep. His his partner was not there. It was just Ice Cube and a DJ, and he just he just he just held it down on his own, and he was great. Uh, he played. I mean, I won't say every classic because he's been around for what thirty years at this point. But you know, we got a couple of NWA hits. Uh, we got the you know the the really strong big hits that you would expect from an Ice Cube club. I'm trying right. to bring up the set list, um, but it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I thought it was. 
I thought it was cool that Ice Cube was playing such a small venue. He played the next night in El Dorado, Arkansas with Warren G opening. We didn't get Warren G as our opener, uh, but he played the next night in uh, El Dorado. And after that concert, just this week, JJ's Live announced another member of Mount Westmore coming to JJ's Live, Snoop Dogg coming to town. Really? Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, So that's happening November 10th, I think, but it's on a Wednesday night, which is probably going to make me not be able to attend um, because that is Erica's school night. So I probably won't be attending, but James has already bought tickets, uh, Chiefs bought tickets. um, So there there should be a good crowd. I certainly anticipate it selling out. Um, And again, it's a big artist in a small club. Last time Snoop Dogg was in our area, he played at Barnhill Arena for the university in front of like 9,000 people. Um, And again, I don't think this thing holds a thousand. So just to kind of go over his list, he played straight out of Compton, gangsta, gangsta, you know how we do it. Um, West up. It was a good day. Natural born killers, uh, arrest. uh, You scared uh, bad dope. Check yourself Friday. Why we thugs, you know how we do it. And so on and so forth. No Vaseline. It was, he did. He did no Vaseline. Yes. Oh shit! Damn it! It was good. Son of a bitch! Yeah. Uh, the uh, crowd. If you ever go to a concert in Arkansas, unfortunately, this happens. But the crowd did call the Hogs at one point. Wow! And Ice Cube was like, yeah, "Y'all's promoter told me y'all were going to do that," so he uh, he had a good time with it. Huh. Well, that's good. But yeah, I mean, God, I wish I would have went. Wish I would have came down for that one. Oh well. Someday, Ice Cube was a bucket list. Obviously, being one of my favorite rappers, I would love to be able to to uh, see a show of his. So, but God. well, that was like the first one. Now, yep. what's the what's the remaining nineteen shows that you saw? Now, I don't. I think there's only one other. So, Incubus played at the Joint uh, Casino. I just want to throw that out there. I didn't go. I wish I could have gone. Uh, they played six songs from the album after make yourself, which uh, surprised me a little bit. It's, it's, I think it's coming up on the 20th anniversary of that particular um, album. Uh, I can't think of what it is now. So please hold on. Yeah. I'm about to look it up. <laughs> morning view. That's what I'm trying to say. They have a, a pay-per-view coming up of morning view being played in full. And they played six songs from morning view in Tulsa. Are you in circles? Just a phase. Nice to know you warning. Wish you were here. Uh, they played four songs by make yourself. Drive Privilege, Stellar in the Warmth, and then they didn't play any songs from Science, which sucks. So I'll move on from that. I went and saw NF at the Amp. Yeah. Um, huge crowd. Uh, he was so good. Mike, is there never set list for the shows I go to on setlist.com? Such a bummer. So um, NF, uh, much like Ice Cube, man, uh, nobody else. On, there was one other person on stage. It was a drummer. Um, he had backing vocals, record pre-recorded vocals with him, uh, but it was just NF in the crowd, man, and and, and he was, I, I thought he crushed it. He was great. Uh, I had really good seats. I was uh, I was able to sit in the Tyson box with my buddy rushing, um, and we got we got pretty tipsy, man. We had a, a really good time. I ended up I could not drive home. I had to, uh, yeah, I had to uh, get a had to get a ride to his house for the night, uh, which uh, made for a long next day, but. You know, he, NF was. I, I was happy to see it, man. It was. It was a really good show. NF was very entertaining, and it's. I. I was. I was. I shouldn't have been a surprise, but it was a really 
really young crowd. <laughs> I was I was pretty taken aback from that. It reminded me of when I saw Twenty One Pilots at the Amp, and like the alcohol lines were just non-existent. It was it was basically the same for this one. Um, just really, uh, just a really really young crowd. Um, but uh, some of the the set from him paid my dues. That's a joke. Uh, no excuses. My stress time just like you. Uh, layers why hate myself only let you down i want to say he probably played i don't think he hit an hour and a half i I would say he played a little less than that Mm -hmm. um but i I think he's going to be around for a really long time he was a really solid performer um and man once he gets spitting once he gets flowing dude he he's pretty top-notch in concert with his with his flows Really, not to, I mean, not, I to mean sound like, not to sound just like a complete white boy when I say that, but man, <laughs> the dude can flow extremely quick. And part of me, I was wondering if it was like uh, if he was just doing that pre-recorded vocals, you know. But yeah. it, it, it's it seemed like the real deal, and I, I was impressed. He he really didn't miss a beat. Well, I mean, you sent me a video from that, and from what I saw, obviously, it looked like it was a good show. I was really surprised at how big the crowd was. Um, I know I've kind of made fun of him, you know, because I had never heard of him. Um, and I guess surprised that he'd be playing the amp of all places. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it definitely looked like it sold well. And I mean, that's good. Um, Hip hop concerts are usually hit and miss with your crap, especially mm-hmm. probably in Northwest Arkansas. But um, it sounds like two obviously really good shows that you were able to see. So, yeah, I should say our, our boy Machine Gun Kelly was here on October 2nd. Uh, oh, I think yeah. that was a sold out show. I didn't I didn't hear any reviews of that particular show though. Um and then um I think that's it. What what's the date? The date is Today? October nineteenth. Yes, yeah, nineteenth. Yeah, I was just trying to think. So a week from tonight, uh Trey and I will be seeing Slipknot, Kill Switch Engage, Fever three three three, and Code Orange at the amp. Currently my final concert of the year. We shall see if that stays true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have any coming up. So still kind of up in the air on that one. But uh, yeah, so that's the, that's the only saw two shows. Why did I think it was more? I don't know. Maybe it just felt like it was more. I'm pretty sure I'm, pretty sure I'm not leaving something else. I mean, there, there's been a lot of shows in the area. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've, only, been to, I've only been to two. Huh. Okay. Yep. Yep. Well, your brother, your brother did uh, go see Kiss. Uh, we kind of mentioned, you kind of mentioned that just a second ago. Um, he did leave us a, a nice a nice review of that, so uh, we'll play that for you now. So this is uh, Michael Ender calling in with a quick review of the Kiss concert that I went to here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a few nights ago. Uh, all the guys in the band uh, were well tuned uh, that night. It was nice to see them performing and actually really seeming to be into. The concert. Uh, Paul was his usual self, uh, even if he was a little bit more energetic, which was nice to see. Um, everybody else was just killing it uh, with every song they did. It's the same set list they've been performing. It feels like for about twenty years, which is a, a bummer. Uh, but they, they seem to have a renewed interest. It probably has something to do with not being able to perform for almost two years. Uh, but the show was excellent. The pyro, as always, was excellent. Uh, good way to go out with Kiss. Cue Kiss, and we're back. So it'll be interesting because I have a review, so it'll be interesting. I'll have to listen to the playback. 
Well, we know what it's going to be. Michael is, oh, yeah. uh, he, Michael yeah. loves Kiss. Kiss can do no wrong. Um, he, he will be happy with the performance that was Kiss. I saw Gene Simmons had uh, almost a mishap on stage this past week. His, his rig, as he was going down the stage, kind of went sideways on him, and he had to rebalance oh. himself or fall off. Um, he was able to catch himself and not injure himself. So good to see right. that Gene Simmons remains healthy. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, if he falls, he's probably going to break a hit. So it's gonna it's gonna be trouble, absolutely. It's gonna be trouble. Well, uh, now that the shows are out of the way, then what uh, what is new in the news? Yeah, so Mike, I'm not well prepared for tonight, so we're just gonna oh. kind of go through what we have and what we've. Because again, I don't even know the last time we talked. Uh, yeah. but I do want to mention one thing. Uh, a concert I was really hoping COVID would uh, go away and die and I could go to Vegas. System of a Down made their return to the stage after almost two full years. Uh, they played a show in Vegas. Originally, Faith No More was going to be on the bill with them, but Faith No More, Mike Patton, mental illness, uh, bowed out and corn took their place. System of a Down, man, uh, played for a little over 90 minutes. 30 songs, Mike. They played wow. 11 songs from Toxicity. I mean, Jeez. good Lord. How awesome is that, man? They played yeah. AT Dub Atwa, uh, Ariel's Bounce, Chop Suey, Deer Dance, Needles, Prison Song, Psycho, Science, Toxicity, and X. Uh, they got five songs from the debut. He got five songs from Hypnotize. You got six songs from Mesmerize. They played their two brand new songs. Um, the only album that really wasn't represented, which is a great album, is still this album. Uh, they only yeah. played one song from that, but I mean, I, I don't know if you could really ask for anything else from a system of a down set than freaking 30 songs. They played X, first time since 2013, Holy Mountains, first time since 2015. Again, like I said, they played their two brand new singles that are out there. Uh, Soldier Side, first time since 2013. Um, what else here? Chicken Stew, which is the uh, song from Still This Album, uh, first time since 2015. So, it uh, would have been an awesome show. There's actually a full per- performance out there on YouTube. I watched like the first 15 to 20 minutes. Um, they sound great. Uh, they're a great live band. I, I wish they would come to the Midwest. They just don't come to the Midwest ever. No. Uh, they are a West Coast touring band. I don't. Even, I mean, they really don't even go to the East Coast. I think the only other city they really hit up outside of the West Coast is Chicago. And I think they've played like eight times in Chicago. It's one of the uh, – I saw them in Chicago on their return. You know, I went to Vegas a decade ago. Uh, to see them uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, I, I hope they come to the Midwest someday. i just starting to doubt that it's ever going to happen. Right. Yeah, that's that's another one. Another one that I would love to see. But, you know, it just never works out. So. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're keeping up with your corn COVID news, uh, basically everybody in the band has had COVID. And yeah, now, I saw now, that. Now the, now the drummer has COVID. Um, it's just gone around the band. Fieldy's out with his his demons and everybody else in the band has taken their turns with COVID. I think they're the only band who's just had this issue of just everybody getting the sickness. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they have a fill-in drummer, a uh, drummer from Fever 333 uh, is in as Ray is out for, I think, three or four shows. So that's a bummer, but they continue to soldier on. Um, Adele, Mike, Adele, not really in our grouping here as to what we talk about but Adele released a single she is quite frankly the biggest thing in the world it broke a streaming Spotify record in one day I think it was streamed over 21 million times in one day Uh I don't know if you ever took an opportunity to listen to the single I did listen to it I mean it was it was an Adele song you know it it was an Adele song that is correct what what you kind of expect I mean 
Um, it was good. I mean, I like Adele. Um, it is you know, not the uh, it is not the smash. No. World no. smash that Hello is. It's not going to propel no. her album to sell, sell five million copies in its first week like a Hello did. But it's it is a good good little tune. It's called Easy on Me. Um, I don't know if we were around next last time, but Lip Biscuit um, brought out a new album. Excuse me, new single as well. Yeah. <laughs> Worlds apart here, Adele to Limp Biscuit. They've been playing snippets of this at their concerts before they went on COVID. Uh, but Limp Biscuit and Fred teased today on Instagram actually uh, that he's ready to drop the next single, or he may just drop the entire album. Twelve songs, he states, which is the most news we've gotten on Limp Biscuit's album um, forever. So there's twelve songs. Uh, he mentioned two song titles, which one he wants to drop. Um, and we'll see if either the album gets out soon or if he's just being Fred Durst. Right. What did you think of the of the new Limp Bizkit song as you're playing Adele in the background? Yeah, let me go to Dad Vibes. Um, it's, it's Limp Bizkit. It's yeah. silly. The lyrics are ridiculous. Uh-huh. But I love it. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I don't care. I just... It's Fred Fred Durst being Fred Durst. The only thing I wasn't like real I was more hopeful that the shit would just go down in the chorus, right? That's what yeah. Biscuit does. They just go balls <clears throat> out. So Fred does this rap thing at the beginning with some music in the background. And you're just kinda waiting for the yeah. heaviness to kick in. And it just never really kicked in. So I would say no. that's really my, my biggest gripe. Is that I want to hear a heavier lip? I want to I want to hear the limp biscuit I'm used to, and we didn't get that that vibes. No, no, not at all. I mean, it was good. You know, it was nice to hear some new limp biscuit, but it, it didn't wow me. Yeah, it's only two minutes and twelve seconds long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's pretty short. Um, what else is out there? Uh, Morgan Wallen, Mike, oh, uh, has started rolling out tour dates. Uh, there's more tour dates than I expected. Um, he announced a Little Rock date, and oddly enough, I guess he's big enough that the news actually reports Morgan Wallen concerts. I didn't realize that, but all the news stations in Little Rock uh, announced the Morgan Wallen concert. Um, I think that's November 22nd, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, Little Rock is on a roll right now with country concerts. They got Morgan Wallen coming in November. They got Eric Church. They got Reba McIntyre. They got George Strait. I mean, if you want to see a country show, now is your time to hit up Little Rock, Arkansas over these next four months. Um, Lincoln also got a nice surprise of George Strait, who yeah. Farewell Tour was in 2013, I believe. George Strait <laughs> announced a date in Lincoln. Uh, do you know the date? I think it was March, right? Yeah, I think it's March. Yeah. So that should be an instant sellout. I imagine your better half will be going to that, yep. surely. Yep. Now, will you be going to George Strait? No. No. I will get tickets for her and her sister. That Yeah. But uh, no. I, I, I mean, I like George Strait. Um, like, but yeah, not enough for me to go sit through um, a concert of his. Mm. Yeah, mm. no, nope, mm. not not that big of a fan. Mm. 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 Uh, Chris Stapleton was in Lincoln last Friday. Yeah, 
Do you know Another, anybody that went to that? No. Well, I mean, I know people that went, but uh, nobody that gave me a review. I tried to. I tried to go on that uh, on that day, but uh, the missus said no. She she didn't want to go to Lincoln to go see Chris Stapleton, which sucks because Marcus King opened and yeah. the way it sounds, Marcus King killed it. Hmm. Uh, based on the review that I read in the paper. So um, I guess Chris Stapleton was a little under the weather because he promptly canceled his next concert because due to laryngitis. Hmm. Um, but they said that he did sound pretty good when he was able to sing, but the crowd did carry him on quite a few tunes. I read that review in actual, now that I remember, I read the review in Journal Star. And yep. They, they did mention that Chris Stapleton was feeling under the weather, but the crowd more than made up for his his issues. Um, breaking news, by the way, Morgan Wallen has added a second date in Little Rock. He's now playing Simmons Bank Arena, which holds 17,000 people. Friday, November 19th, Saturday, November 20th. Uh, besides Garth Brooks, I cannot tell you of any other artists that have performed more than one night in Little Rock. That's how big Morgan Wallen is. There you go. That, that floors me. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that... that uh, uh, disappointing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, more news. We'll go out there. Drake is back to number one on the album charts. Uh, Don Tolliver, Mike. Don Tolliver is number two. Who? Uh, Don Tolliver. Life of a Don is the album name. Don Tolliver is number two. Young Boy Never Broke Again, which I think also goes by Young Boy NBA. Uh, number three, Meek Mill, number four. Olivia Rodrigo, uh, five months into her album, is number five. Little Nas X, number six. Doja Cat, number seven. Our boy, Morgan Wallen, number eight. Kanye, number nine. The Kid Leroy, number ten. Let me take a quick look, Mike, just to let you know where the rock albums are at. Yeah. Just give me me one second. Just give me one second. Just going to go down the list. Baby Keem, number 24, Mike. Baby Keem. Who? Moneybag Yo at number 28. Please hold. Just get into some Uh. rock acts. It's going down the list, looking at some rock acts in the top 200. Uh, there's another Morgan Wallen album at number 40. Um, <laughs> there's Adele at number 44, 25. That's 187 weeks. Trippy Red, number 47. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly, Tickets to My Downfall After Years, at number 52. <sighs> Okay, just getting to the rock stuff. Please hold one moment. We're almost <laughs> there. Just getting to some rock albums in the top 200. Metallica, there we go. Metallica, the Black Album, number 70. That's our number one rock album in America, Mike. That's been, that's that's 30 years old. <laughs> yes, that's 30 years oh, old. Jesus. Uh, Trivium debuted at number 71 in the Court of the Dragon. Uh, ACDC back in black at number 72. So oh, Trivium is stuck between the black album by Metallica and the black album by ACDC. Oh my goodness. That's good stuff. It's funny. That I, 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 Tech Nine's new album, Asinine, came in at number 82. The debut. Have you, have you listened to that yet? I've listened to a little bit of it, but I need to get further into it. There's been, there's been a lot of new albums out in the last couple of weeks. We're well behind on reviews. Yeah, we're yeah we are. We have a list of 
I mean, I did listen to uh, the new Zach Brown um, yep. quite extensively, but um, yeah, other than that, um, I really haven't, I've been, I've been balls deep in a friend. Balls, balls deep in deep. homework. All right. Yes. That's deep. Is, that is very. deep. So okay. what, we can what, move what on. Other That's going to be all the news. No. Oh, oh so, so let's look at, I think so. So there, but maybe not. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Uh, Coldplay. In the weekend, uh-huh. what, are, what do those three acts have in common? They're all doing tours. They're all doing stadium tours, Mike. In the year 2022 of our Lord, Coldplay, the Rolling Stones, and the weekend are all apparently big enough to only Red do Hot stadium Peppers. shows. The Stones are always doing stadium shows. You said Rolling did Stones. Did I say Rolling Stones? Jeez. Yeah. That was weird. You said Red Hot Chili Peppers first, and then you said Rolling Stones. That's very strange. I may have stroked out yeah. for a moment. I think I'm okay. Give okay. me just a moment to regroup. Coldplay. I'm like, I didn't even, I don't even know where the Rolling Stones came from. Oh, there they are. Number 139, Rolling Stones, Hot Rocks. Uh, oh, my. There we go. Uh, so Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, are taking out a couple of different acts. Thundercat is on the entire tour. The Strokes are on a number of different dates. Beck is on like two dates. Haim is on two or three dates. Um there's some other acts that I can't think of. Nobody extraordinary. I was hoping for something a little bigger. The Strokes are yeah. fine in concert, but I'm not a huge Strokes fan. Beck would be awesome, but I'm not going to fly out to L.A. to see Chili Peppers and Beck. Um, but the, they've announced a stadium tour. They're playing Vegas. Uh, they're playing Dallas. They're playing Denver. Um, they're skipping over Kansas City and St. Louis. So those are really our – I think they're playing Houston as well. Coldplay playing the Cotton Bowl. So the Chili Peppers are playing – uh, the baseball field in Dallas, the Coldplay is playing the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, which holds like 90,000 people. I think they're also mm-hmm. playing a lot of the same uh, stops. Uh, they're joined by her as they're opening at. And the weekend had like 103 dates set for next year, which were uh, postponements from COVID year. Uh, he's gone ahead and scrapped that and decided he's just going to do a stadium tour. That surprises me, the weekend in a stadium. Um, it's pretty surprising. I agree. It is because you don't you don't see a lot of acts like him tours. Yeah, I mean, outside. Kind of, correct of, me if know. correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I well, don't. I mean, out, Beyonce is the biggest one, right? I mean, that, yeah. that'd be the closest comparison. She's the she's the only other pop star, I believe, that does stadium acts. You know, Rihanna and Eminem did a very small stadium tour. Yeah, Beyonce's done several stadium tours. I don't know anybody else. Um, outside of like uh, Ed Sheeran, but which I always find weird because he just plays an acoustic guitar. I don't know mm-hmm. why he needs to play stadiums. I bet those are really the stadium acts. And outside of that, I mean, I feel like I, I guess stadium shows are going to start being the new rage um, because really not a lot of bands do it. It's just too difficult. No. Um, so unless you have, unless you're a legacy act, you just don't do stadium acts. But the weekend's like fuck that. I'm going out, so we'll see what happens. we'll see how it goes. You think you think he's as big as Beyonce to be able to pull this off? I don't think so, but I've been I'm I'm I've proven myself to be wrong very often. Like when bands graduate to arenas, I'm like, there's no chance. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm right. I'm always wrong. So the promoters know best. They understand the market more than anything I could possibly suggest. So they have the numbers huh. out there somehow, some way that the weekend, yes can definitely fill up 40,000 people average a show across like 20 shows in America. That's crazy. I just, I, crazy. I just don't, I don't, I, but then again, I'm not a huge fan of him. And 
obviously we all know how I feel about Coldplay. Um, sure. I don't, I just, I don't see them doing stadium tours either, but I mean, obviously you say they're bigger than what I think they are. So, well, there was a, there was an article in Polestar that came out today that kind of went through all their tours and how mm-hmm. they, how they sell. I mean, they, they've had tours that sell $500 million in tickets. Coldplay's Greener Pastures with Music of the Spears, one of, one of the most successful touring bands ever, kicks off a new era. Uh, this is about their sustainable touring, but uh, you know it's just a, a point. Um, let me see if we if we can look at here. So, uh, Coldplay is ranked number eight on Polestar's top touring artists of the decade. They grossed seven hundred and thirty-one million dollars in the two thousand tens. Occupied rarefied touring air alongside pop stars like Beyonce and Taylor Swift and rock legends like the Rolling Stones and Paul McCartney. Wow. I, I, yeah. Okay. All right. I stand corrected. I just, not for me, (laughs) not for me, but well, it's yeah. Okay. I wish we had something to end the news on a, on a better note than Coldplay. Well, let me see if I can find something. Uh, Slash and the Conspirators are teasing a new single that should be out soon, if not this week. Um, let's see here. Have I missed a tour uh, announcement? I don't think I have. I don't think there's any tours out there that I've missed. Uh-uh. Those are the biggest ones. Um, what is that noise? What's going on over there? Oh, I'm just tapping on a container. Oh, okay. Being fidgety. Being fidgety. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm kind of looking through the PRP to see if I've Paul McCartney's going to going to induct the Foo Fighters into the Hall of Fame. It seems weird. I saw right? that. Why does that seem weird? Yeah, Paul McCartney's the biggest artist in the world. I don't. Yeah. I, I think I don't. I mean, to suggest, I I just find it. I think perhaps they could have gone a little lower down the uh, totem pole than Sir Paul McCartney for the Foo Fighters. Well, I mean, Dave and Paul are really close friends. Yeah, that's what I. I mean, Dave's friends with all the cool people. Yeah, so I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, who would you think would be? Who would you see in induct them? I would have liked it to be somebody uh, related to the '90s, perhaps. Um, Eddie Vedder is a go-to person. Uh, that's probably Chris Novoselic. I think would have been a good inductee. Maybe someone yeah. like Michael Stipe. Uh, okay. Maybe someone like. I'm trying to think of like the '90s heroes. Um, I would say those are some pretty good starts. Jerry Cantrell, I think, would have been. Oh yeah, Jerry would have been a good one person. I think that would have been great. Um, what about here, Trent, looking, Trent Reznor? Trent Reznor. If there's, I don't know what the relationship is there, but Trent Reznor. Yeah. You know, in, any of those guys, but they got the fucking best. <laughs> they got the best of yeah. the best. So yeah. Paul McCartney, like anybody else on the uh, nominee on the list, it's like ah, sweet. So the Foo Fighters got Sir Paul McCartney, and we got, I think, uh, Taylor Swift is doing Carol King, if I read that correctly, but maybe I read that incorrectly. Yeah, I don't know if I saw that, but I did see that McCartney. I mean, speaking of McCartney, did you did we talk about that McCartney three two one documentary? Uh, you have talked about it. I don't know if we talked about it on here or not. But you said okay. it's awesome. Yes, phenomenal. I mean, have you had a chance to watch that yet? No, I started okay. it. I watched approximately 18 seconds of it, and then I got distracted. Uh, well, you need to watch it. I, um, it was great. Um, I, 
decided my goal in life is to be Rick Rubin. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to be as cool as Rick Rubin. Yeah. Um, to, I mean, it was it broke down tons of Beatles songs, uh, you know, a couple of the Wings songs and solo stuff and everything like that. Um, it was it was great to hear what went into these songs and sure. what he was thinking while he was while they were writing these songs and the bass lines. And one thing I had a great appreciation for was of how good a bass player Paul McCartney is. Mm-hmm. You know, when they would isolate his bass tracks from the Beatles songs, and the Beatles didn't really have complex songs but when you piece them together and, and and when you take them apart and play the individual pieces it was like holy shit um it was some pretty fantastic playing but i mean it was just super cool um well worth the you know six half hour or 45 minute episodes i mean i wish it that was so good and i think rip rubin should do this with like a bunch of legacy artists you know, yeah, I think that I think that'd be great. I I think it would be cool just because his excitement, you know, talking to Paul McCartney, um, made a huge part of the show. I mean, it just you know, the the wonder, and then we're talking about Rick fucking Rubin, you know, mm-hmm. who's had his who's had his hands in so many great iconic albums. And great artists. I mean, obviously Beastie Boys, you know, mm-hmm. Slipknot, Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Foo Jay-Z, Fighters, Johnny Z, Cash. Johnny Cash. I mean, you know, to see the excitement he had talking with Paul McCartney was was well worth the, uh, the time spent watching it. So if you get a chance, watch the documentary. It's flipping awesome. Um, yeah. That's all I got. So there's my glowing review. Cool. No, that's a good review. I definitely want to check it out. I think it would be an awesome series uh, for something like that to yeah. happen. I love music documentaries. It's kind of a behind the music type thing. Um, yep. And from, you know, the snippet that I got to watch, uh, I definitely thought it was something to come back to. So maybe I, perhaps I shall. Uh, I guess we can end the news on Vince Neil uh, falling <laughs> off stage last week and breaking his ribs. Yeah, um, I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. Yeah, I forgot about it. Um, so if you haven't seen it, there's video out there. You know, it, to their to his defense, even though everybody thinks Vince Neil is kind of a clown act at this point, um, it's I it's really dark up there on the stage, from my understanding. You don't really wow. see stuff. It's hard if you're walking around like we saw with Dave Grohl when he broke his leg a few years ago. If you just don't know the the different parts of the stage. You could just be walking about your business, and the next thing you know, you've you've fallen like eight to ten feet. And that's basically what happened to Vince Neil. Uh, he got to a part of the stage where he wasn't aware, according to what they're telling us, he wasn't aware there was a separation uh, between the stage and like these amps, and he just kind of he just kind of fell into the hole um, and broke some ribs, rushed to the hospital, and now he's resting comfortably at home. Um, I'm sure for the guys at Motley Crue, they're like, thank the Lord. He won't, he's not going to yeah. play any shows anytime soon. We don't have to continue to hear about this. Um, but uh, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's too bad. Yeah, they, they, Motley Crue posted on their Instagram page and, and, uh, on Sunday. And it said that although he's been treated for multiple broken ribs, is now back at home and will be ready to join them on tour next year. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the, an, the the direct quote is Vince is back taking a few ribs on Friday night. Our love and best wishes for a speedy recovery and ready to rock in twenty two. <laughs> so um I think yeah. anything to get him out of the spotlight right now would probably be beneficial to them. So yeah, um, I think so. it's been nothing but a train wreck for for him. So I agree. And it sucks because you want to see see him do well. You want to see him return to somewhat of a form um, besides round. Um, yeah, I mean, so, if, the, if the return of Motley Crue in a stadium tour is not going to do it, there's just nothing that's going to do it. Uh, no. Well, then we, that's where we end the news. That brings yeah. us to uh, your your concert history. We're not going to do that. Tonight. We're, we're, we're not, not going to do, do it. Not, no, we're, no I, I don't have any. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to get back into a normal life, and I just haven't been there yet. So I just I don't have any concerts gotcha. to pro- to provide for you. I can't tell I you either. yesterday. Uh, Erica let me know was the twelfth uh, anniversary. I think two thousand nine, October eighteenth, two thousand nine, is when I uh, asked Erica to be my wife. That was the night of a U two. Uh, Black Eyed Peas concert in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, the plan was to ask her to marry me at the U2 concert. Uh, that uh-huh. did not happen uh, because I couldn't do that. That was way beyond anything I was possibly wanting to do. Um, instead, I asked her to marry me at a rest stop on the way home. So, oh wow, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. that's sweet at a rest stop. Well, I, I... that's that's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i know I, I chickened out multiple times i mean there was probably a yeah. hundred different times that would have been better uh over the weekend right. uh than that uh, but my plan did not go accordingly which is not a surprise um i'm just pretty awkward in those situations so that's how it that's how it wound up okay well i yeah. mean cool i mean you did it that's the main thing you know, yeah. and obviously look at you yeah. now. One look beautiful now. kid, and another another one on the way. Another one I mean, on the way. That's that's pretty cool stuff. So pretty cool stuff. Well, so we'll, we'll get back to we'll get back to concerts next week. On our next All right, show. that sounds good. Back to normal. next week's show. Back to normal. Okay. Well, and that brings us to some album reviews. Yeah. Um, uh, the first one up is the uh, new asking Alexandria. See what's inside. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to be completely honest. This mm. was the only one that I listened to. I didn't listen to the Wage War one. Okay. Um, so you're just what? Like me. Yeah. So what did you what did you think of this? Did you what did you think of this asking out album? Uh, you know, I'm going to say that I'm surprised that I'm not a bigger fan of Asking Alexandria yeah. uh, because when I listen to their stuff, man, I really, really, enjoy, I think. I think his name is Danny Worsnap. I think that's the lead singer's name. Yeah, yeah. His, his his vocals and what the band does as far as the music are just an awesome marriage of sounds. Like, yeah, I just love how heavy they can be, but then how melodic he can make his verses or his chorus. Yes. Um, and I just think that they're they're some, they have they're so good at like building a song and just making you love it. And I just don't know why I'm not more into these guys because I really, really enjoy this album. I, I didn't find a lot of weaknesses here. Um, mm-hmm. I it, it was heavy. 
Um, I'm not to repeat myself, but it was heavy and it was melodic. I, I think the songs were very well crafted together. And I, I think this is, uh, they're, they're going on tour with the day to remember, um, which is an awesome combo tour. Uh, it would be an awesome show to see. They're playing Springfield, Missouri is the closest they're coming to me um, October 30th. But man, I, I dug this album. Um, I, I really, I don't have which ones were my favorite, but I can tell you listening to, it, I listened to it three or four times. I really didn't find like a weakness uh, throughout the album. It's just a really strong, um, what, what kind of act are they? They're not considered metal, but they're considered like, um, Screamo, like the, is that what they're in? Screamo, kind of, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, I, I got a lot of classic rock. I got a lot of uh, country vibes off of it. Um, I got, I mean, it was a, a kind of kind of a country, a country-ish sound um, a lot. I mean, wow. maybe that's just me, but I mean, uh, I, 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 I really I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was, uh, w- during my, uh, my workouts that I have to do, um, mm-hmm. I was listening to quite a bit of it um, and it kept me motivated to uh, keep pedaling away. So um, that's good. <laughs> but I mean, I, that's just kind of, I mean, I, I got a little bit of vibes here and there, just like little tinges of it. And I'm just like, oh, this is, interesting i like it so but yeah i can't think of just one specific song that was like that but well i, would, I uh, like I you would i really just, enjoyed it yeah i would just tell people even though these are not the greatest reviews in the world i think we could definitely no. be stronger <laughs> yes um, yes um, but i would i would certainly recommend anybody out there listen to asking alexander see what's on the inside you may be able to vocalize better than what me and Mike just did. <laughs> obviously, good. obviously we're rusty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what are, here's arena rock. They're an arena rock band, but they will never ever tour arenas. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what no, that, that's I true. Know, I don't know what that what that makes you. I could just imagine. I, and I think I've seen these guys. I think they played at a festival or two that we've been to. I don't think I've ever seen them outside of a festival. But I would just think that their concerts are a lot of sing-alongs um, because yeah. they, they just kind of have that vibe to them. Good arena rock music. There you go. There's the best, there's the best summit there. And he's got a cool voice, man. I, I like his yeah. voice a lot. I think when we saw Asking Alexander at Rockahoma, it was with their other singers when Danny went to uh, some other band that I can't think of anymore because um, I'm not too familiar with that. But uh I think we saw them with lead singer B on the side stage. Gotcha. Yeah, they were on the second. Yeah, they were on the second stage at at Rocklahoma. But I were they also this... at Northern Invasion though? That's a good question. I feel like they were Northern I think it was the Invasion 2018 lineup. <clears throat> Yeah, they were. Yeah. There we go. Yep, they were there. I also think they played at Rocklahoma, though, too. Okay. I wasn't aware they were a British rock band. I didn't know that. I thought they were from America. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know they were from Britain either. Learning all new stuff. All new stuff. They've been around for metalcore, I think is what I was trying to say there. I don't know if I did say it, but there you go. Yeah. I'm trying to find out uh, where Denny Warsniff went when he left. 
Oh, we are Harlow, who also performed at Oklahoma. So we saw the uh, Danny Warsnip. I hope that's how you pronounce his last name. We are Harlow at Oklahoma, and both versions of excellent Alexandra. Nice. So there you go. Look at us, and we didn't even know it. We didn't even know it. We weren't. We must not have been impressed. I, I know. I, I do agree with that. Huh. But that's okay. We'll see him again. That's someday. all right. That's uh, someday. Someday. That brings us to our uh, our next one, a band that I had never heard of, Wage War. Um, tell me about Wage War. Uh, so Wage War, I think we've also seen at festivals, perhaps <laughs> Northern Invasion, definitely Rocklahoma. Um, Wage War is, to me, just a minor league version of Asking Alexandria. I mean, it's it's a good album. It's not as strong as Asking Alexandria's album, but it's got a lot of the same stuff to it. I think these guys are from Florida, I believe. Um, And um, I think this is like their third or fourth album. I could also be wrong on that. Um, But again, it's, it's a heavy album um, and the choruses are very melodic. Um, So I would, I would certainly state that these albums are similar in style and structure. It's just that Ashley Alexandra is far superior, but I, I really didn't have an issue with this album. And I think you should listen to it because I think you would come away impressed. All right. Well, I will check that out. I'll put that on my list. uh, The, list of stuff to listen to um, I think for this week so yeah I think they're going on a 2022 European tour opening up for a day to remember so both bands are going out with a day to remember uh, asking Alexandra being in the United States uh, wage war being in the European countries gotcha but it's not it's nice and heavy um, you know there's a couple of standouts a couple of you know so so kind of repetitive songs, but you know, I, I think it'd be, they'd be a good band to see in a, in a club show if you ever had the opportunity, which I don't think I've ever had the opportunity. Yeah. I'm trying to look at their tour dates right now. So you guess that, he's got that growl to him. Yeah. Maybe Trivium. Hold on. I'm trying to look at the website. I've been stuck on a lot of tool lately. Well, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I actually, uh, I got stuck on Pete Murray last night. Uh, Pete Murray, for those who don't know, you may not know either. uh, The lead singer of Ultra Spank, but also has had side projects of Low Pro, um, White Noise Owl, um, Life on Planet Nine. And I think I'm missing one. Um, so I made a playlist of all my favorite Pete Murray songs. Now, actually, yeah, hello, hello. Where were we? Well, you were starting to tell me about your playlist of oh yeah, Pete Murray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's where we left off. Okay. Yeah, I got bored last night. And made a couple of playlists. I, I made a country music playlist. I made a Pete Murray playlist. I made a playlist for Chino Marino. And I made a playlist for After the Classics. So my favorite bands and the albums that are not classics by them. So I got I, I got busy. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I put a Jeez. I had a good country playlist of stuff that we listened to, some uh, Turnpike Troubadours, uh, some Casey Donahue band, some Zach Brown band, uh, some Chris Stapleton 
uh, some uh, Morgan Wallen, not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some Luke Combs. Um, what else was on there? Oh, some Jason Isbell's. The good stuff. I'm trying to see if I yeah. put any females on here. American Aquarium. I think I put oh, some Sturgill Simpson. Obviously, that's a good one. I put some White yeah. Buffalo. I've never listened to White Buffalo. I don't know if he's country, uh, but you always talk about White Buffalo, so I put some White Buffalo on it. Yeah. What do you think of White Buffalo? I haven't heard it yet. It's just oh, on the playlist. Okay. I haven't got it's on the playlist yet. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I mean, it's Casey Musgraves. That's some Casey Musgraves. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Well, that kind of will t- tie in with our top five list. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good job, me. Nice. I, good I did job that un- I did that unintentionally. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'll have to check out what did you say his name was? Pete Murray? Pete Murray from Ultra Spank, Low Pro, White Noise Owl, and Life on Planet Nine. He has a great rock metal voice. He can do it uh, both much like a Maynard, uh, much like a Lane Staley, much like a Chris Cornell. He can croon you, but he can also growl. The dude can do both. He's got the range. He was just, he just couldn't get in a band that could be popular. Gotcha. Okay. I'll have to check them out. Yes, definitely. Right on. Well, so we talked about Wage War. We talked about uh, Asking Alexandra. Asking Alexandra's. Okay, so I guess that's it for the reviews. Yeah. Um, that brings us to the top five list. And I had to go back to the notes because, again, it had been quite a while since we spoke. And I guess we decided we were going to do a top five country album list yeah that is correct what our, what our favorite country albums are which yeah. is, is is tough for both of us to really do yes. because neither one of us are huge country music fans i would say that our our appreciation of country is limited um mm-hmm. we don't we don't spend a lot of time listening to to country albums this is all true so um you know, and I, I, I didn't think about you. You brought up the White Buffalo, and I didn't really think of him as country. I guess, um, I mean, it does have country vibes. It's that folk country. There's a, you know, a little bit of, you know, singer songwriter type vibe, more for me. But yeah. I can definitely see how White Buffalo would fit in there. So, but I didn't put any on my list. Um, mine's pretty, pretty flipping generic. <laughs> Uh, I think mine's going to be generic too. Um, I think you hit everything on the head here. Uh, we do not have an extensive knowledge of great country, uh-uh. so we can't really get down into the dirt and the mud with country music. We're basically, uh-uh. I have a feeling like all of our albums are going to be massive selling country albums. No, I'm guessing. You don't no, think so? I, I, I have okay. one on there that um, that is definitely not mainstream. Okay. Right, so let's, let's do it. But so again, I mean, it's kind of a cop out because, you know, I think you know who my two favorite country artists are, you know, basically Chris Stapleton and, and uh-huh. Zach Brown. Yeah. Um, so number five for me would be Traveler by Chris Stapleton. Um, I'm surprised he's at five. I was expecting it to be like one or two. No, no, no. Um, number five. Okay. Number five. Um, you know, I mean, it's a good, solid album. I think that's our first introduction to him. I'm obviously Tennessee Whiskey. Um, I can't even really think of any of the songs on there. Traveler, uh, 
devil was a dead. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> God dang. Totally not prepared today. Um, remember what's all on okay. that album. We're rusty. Whiskey and you. Nobody to blame. Mm-hmm. That's actually my like one of my least favorite songs on that album. Traveler? Yeah. Well, I think the I most popular good. song surely is what? Tennessee Whiskey? Tennessee Whiskey. Oh, yeah. Tennessee Whiskey. But nobody nobody to blame. Might as well get stoned. Yeah, it's a good Might one. as well get stoned is, is a good one. I really like that one. Yeah. Daddy doesn't pray anymore. Yeah, it's a good album. It is, man. He's got such an amazing voice. Yes, just... and I mean, he's just an extremely talented guitar player as well. You know, um, he's just... He's good. Really, really good. His cover he... of, uh, you know, uh, the Nothing Else Matters. Yeah. Phenomenal. And he just kind of blew up, right? Like, I don't think I knew who Stapleton was until he did that cover with Justin Timberlake yeah, on one of the yeah. award shows. Or maybe yeah. I knew him a little bit before that. I'm trying to think of my introduction to him. I don't really remember. It had to do something with television and joining up with like a pop star. I think it may have been the JT thing, but yeah. You know. um, and I saw him on this tour and he was amazing in concert. And the dude's just an unbelievable voice. So good. Really? Really good live, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. He's excellent live. Him and his wife, man, just Built in tunes back and forth to each other. Yeah, I hear he doesn't doesn't really stray far from the microphone. Doesn't isn't really flashy or anything like that. Just gets up there and does his thing. Yeah, he's. I would say he's. Well, I wouldn't say prototypical, but he's kind of the uh, kind of goes back to the classic country artist of what you would think of just a dude in a cowboy hat and an acoustic guitar, sitting yeah. standing on stage, kind of like George Strait, you know, just stand on stage right. and sing your songs. Back when country was country? Yeah, back when country was country. Uh, I'm going to go with 1999's Fly by the Dixie Chicks. Uh, that, doesn't, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, uh, I can't tell you how big of a Dixie Chicks fan I was back in the day. You were huge. Um, Cowboy Take Me Away, man. Just, whew, just a perfect pop country melody song. And Natalie Maine's voice, I've said this multiple times. Her voice is one of the sweetest voices in music there is. I just love her voice. And when you take her voice and harmonize it with the two sisters, who I can't think of their names right now, um, the three of them are just so good together. Um, So good together. And I was lucky enough to see them in concert back around this time, but probably more like 2001, 2002. I think after whatever the album was after this. Um, and they were great concerts, such a good show. And then the bottom fell out, obviously, when they insulted George Bush, which is yeah. so tame compared to what today's climate is. It's so crazy to think about how much our political climate's changed, that the Dixie Chicks were shunned from country music by such a innocent comment. But yeah, this is, this is a great album. Uh, Goodbye, Earl's another really great country song about a, an abusive husband. Uh, but really good song. Um, Sin Wagon's a really good one. Um, I think I was thinking that the uh, landslide cover was on here, but I don't see it on here. 
Um, but yeah, it's just a really good album. I was living with Wardlaw, and I used to drive Wardlaw nuts. Uh, oh, I bet. Playing this album. Um, oh, I bet. When we were in the we were in the midst, the middle of you know new metal, Slipknot, right. Lip Biscuit, Corn, Rage Against the Machine, all this stuff, and. Every, every now and then, here I am putting on this Dixie Chicks Fly album. Um, yeah, and some of the girls I was hanging out with back then. And he doesn't strike me as a country a country guy. No, I've never heard of Wardlaw liking any country music. I don't. I can't <laughs> tell you. I'm pretty confident he has no country music flavor in his blood. Huh. All right, that's all I got. Number five. Fly the Dixie Chicks, or nice. as they're now called, the, the Chicks. Right. Well, number four for me. Um, I struggled with this because I didn't want to put this ahead of Chris Stapleton's debut album, but the new Chris Stapleton, starting over, <laughs> is at number four. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's again a great album. I think I, I think I told you. It's like you know me. You have all this stuff all queued up. Right, exactly. Huh. That is my favorite song on the album right there. Arkansas? Yeah, I love that album. I love that song. It is just great. It's fun. It's a nice little rocker to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is good. Everything on this is good. Um, Joy of My Life, did not realize that that was written by John Fogarty. Um, Interesting. Great, great song. Uh, Starting over, of course. Cold. Cold is phenomenal. Um, I think I've said this. I think I've told you this. This was the top five album of 2020 for me. I love this album. Phenomenal. Yep. I like it. I like it. I'm trying to. Trying to find my number four here. It's on here somewhere. So, uh, myself, you, and Doug Garrison went through a uh, Casey Donahue phase in our lives. Yes, very much so. Yep. Um, and because of that, I'm still trying to find it. Number four to me is uh, Casey Donahue. Um, and I was struggling with which one I wanted to go with, but I went with Double Wide Dream. Yeah. Um, he's. You know, man, everything about Casey Donahue is really like the twangy country. And for the most part, I don't really like that stuff. But I don't know. There's something about Casey Donahue that makes me kind of change my mind with stuff. Uh, he's got a lot of good tunes. He, he writes clever lyrics. Yeah. And on top of that, when you go see him in concert, he's really good in concert. Um, Very much he, so. He, he knows how to add some rocking country to the uh, the concerts. We've had, what, two really good experiences, I believe. I yeah. got to see Casey Donahue in concert, um, and he's – I just – I've enjoyed – I thought he was going to make it to the big time after the first couple of times we saw him and just listening to his albums and, get, and enjoying it. Uh, he never made it to the big time, man. He just keeps coming through Fayetteville uh, playing the same venues he's been playing now since I've lived here, 2010. Um, I try to go – I don't see him as much anymore. I think the last time I saw him was 2019, I think. Yeah. Um, and he's he was actually in town the night before Ice Cube. He played the same venue as uh, Ice Cube the night before. Oh, really? I, yeah, I didn't go to that, uh, but that would have been cool. 
Yeah, I mean, he's been all over Nebraska playing, you know, county fairs and everything like that. Um, I wish he would play the Buffalo County Fair here in uh, Kearney, but he hasn't. Um, it's always a couple-hour travel to go see him. Um, I think the last time I saw him was in Lincoln at the Bourbon um, with with uh, Doug Garrison. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, he's, again, puts on a great show. Um and there's a lot of sing-along stuff. I mean, Go to Hell is a great song. Mm-hmm. His um, most played on played song on Spotify is actually White Trash Story. Which is a, a phenomenal song as well. Right. Yeah, he's just got that twangy, twangy voice. Yep. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, but again, it's, it's country music in a time when there's it doesn't sound like country anymore. You know, mm-hmm. you got the pop, the pop country bull crap that goes on nowadays. And, you know, even his ballads, um, are, are really good. Nice country sound to it, which you don't get a lot of these days. Right. At least to my knowledge. Can't say yeah, I spent a lot of time listening to country radio. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, give you a ring, uh, off of, Double White German is a really good little country ballad. Yep. Yeah, man, he's good. Again, a great live show. If you ever get an opportunity to go see him, do it. Yeah, and if, if most of our listeners, uh, 10 listeners, uh, I think they all live in <laughs> Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Nebraska. So we know based yeah. off of his touring habits, that's where he plays. <laughs> yeah, constantly. In fact, I think if we took a look at Casey Donahue's let me just take a, a brief moment. I, I can almost guarantee you that we're going to find dates in Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, and Nebraska. Well, let's take a look. I got it. Let's take a look. Tour. There's Oklahoma City. Oh, he's playing Fort Smith on November 19th. I don't Florida, see Nebraska Florida, New Mexico. Yeah. Fort Smith. Yep, no Nebraska dates. Denver. Playing Denver, Colorado, January 14th. Yeah, he'll probably find a way to get to Nebraska around that time, I would imagine. Yeah. But a lot of albums. I mean, one, two, yeah. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine albums. Yeah, he's been doing it for first album in 2006, man. Or yeah. 2000, yeah, 2006, so 15 years. Pretty crazy. Dig it. It's not my number four. Number Go ahead four. with your number three. Uh, really, uh, Zach Brown Band, the foundation. There we go. You know, the start of it, you know, Chicken Fried, whatever it is, Toes, Highway 20 Ride, which is my favorite Zach Brown song. Um, Free, Jolene. I mean, there's the whole album, start to finish, is. is What's is your favorite great. one? Uh, Highway 20 Ride. Mm-hmm. I love this song. I don't know why, but I do. Now, this is a band that we've both seen multiple, multiple times. Um, one of the worst concert experiences of all time <laughs> involved the uh, Zach Brown band. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if our listeners remember. Um, just they are fantastic musicians the whole entire band 
I mean, there's not a, a, a slacker amongst the whole crew. Um, Zach Brown is a beast on the guitar. Yep. I mean, this is a great song. Absolutely. It is. It is. So good. You know, it's kind of... Uh, he just had a new release on Friday. Um, I didn't realize it was coming out that soon. Um, you know, the last couple of albums before this one were kind of a departure from what I thought made Zach Brown popular. Um, they were kind of kind of uh, hit and miss. There was a couple good tracks here and there, but um, this was a return, a return to what Zach Brown is supposed to be, and I thought it was a huge success. Um, so it's nice to nice to hear that. Yeah, so we have two of the same albums in our top five. I actually went with Traveler as my number three album. Yep. Um, yeah, again, it's it's everything that you stated. It's really just his voice just kind of he, – he just kind of takes you on a journey with his voice. Yes. Um, and this album was massive. And, again, I got to see him on this particular album cycle – um, and I just dig everything about the dude. He's just a phenomenal artist, uh, country. doesn't matter what, take the genre out. He's, he can do it all. And he performs with everybody now. Like, you know, we mentioned the Metallica cover. Uh, he's got a song out there with Tom Morello on guitar, uh, on Tom Morello's new album. Um, he's performed with Pink. Um, you know, obviously he's done the duet with Justin Timberlake. I mean, people love this dude. Um, and it's, it's well-deserved. I mean, the man's just, uh, He's a giant in the country music scene. He's not the bro country. He's on his own kind of world in country music. Uh, was, mm-hmm. You know, Storgel's kind of in there. Jason Isbell, Zach Brown Band, I think you can kind of put with him. But there's just not a lot of other artists doing what Chris Stapleton's doing in country music, I don't think. No, I agree with you 100%. You know, he, he stands out amongst the crowd. Um, and, again, it's just... It's almost it, it's so country that it's almost not country with his the the bluesy guitar playing the quality of his voice almost sounds like a blues singer to me more than a country singer. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's crazy, but that's kind of how I feel when I listen to him. I mean, I get more of a blues a blues feeling with country overtones. True. So cool. Good choice at number three. Um, number two, and I struggled with this again. It's another Zach Brown album. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so kind of a cop out here, but um, <laughs> you know, I'm, but again, it's what I like. It's my favorite. You know, my favorites. Um, you get what you give. The reason this one beat out the foundation is because there's more songs on here that are my that are in my top Zach Brown songs than are what are on the foundation. So you got Knee Deep, um, No Hurry is great. Whiskey's Gone, my second favorite Zach Brown song. Um, Colder Weather, obviously with a nice cool reference to good old Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, or maybe others. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, Ashley's Walking Away with Alan Jackson. Fucking great song. That's a good one. Keep Me In Mind, Make This Day. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fun album just good stuff man what'd you say is your second favorite my second favorite zach brown song is whiskey's gone 
Man, this is kind of an album I forgot about, man. I yeah. can't recall the last time I've heard this album. Yeah, that's a good album. I'm surprised you put it over the foundation, but, you know. Again, because there's more songs on here that are my favorite ones yeah. than were on the foundation. So my number two is actually the foundation. There you go. Uh, mainly because, you know, for me, uh, I sometimes will put the introduction to an artist over albums that may, could be argued to be better. Um, yeah. The introduction, my first um, impression of you is really what sticks with me. Uh, right. And the foundation. And again, it, it also helps that I saw Zach Brown Band on the foundation tour. Um, you know, he came at the to the uh, Walmart shareholders concert opening up for uh, Tim McGraw. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, it was my opportunity to really see that you know, the Zach Brown Band are the real deal Holyfield. Um, and then that, you know, just from there, you get the opportunity to listen to their album even more than what you were listening to in the first place because now you've heard the tunes and what they sound like live, uh, which is phenomenal. They're an awesome yeah. live band. Yes. Um, and Zach Brown, you know, is, he's just a cool dude. I, I don't like his phase of hats, but it's better than his, uh, his stocking caps that he was wearing. Right. I'm not a big fan of his hats. They're very... Uh, the trainer from Curious George. They're kind of. That's how they <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's true. Which is also kind of Cam Newton like. Right. Just how many fan. times have you seen Zach Brown? Um, I think so. We saw them at uh, walk, uh, at the uh, Mulberry Mountain. I saw them at the Walmart yeah. thing. I've seen them at the camp. Yeah. Um, I think three times, maybe four. Four at the most. We'll see. Have I we just seen him together once? Yes. Okay. So I probably three times. So I saw him at I saw him on that same tour, his, the Foundation tour at Pershing Auditorium with Doug. I saw him at Red Sky Music Festival in Omaha, yeah. Nebraska. Rest in peace. With, yep, with Doug. Saw him on Mulberry Mountain with you. Saw him. In Lincoln, at Pinnacle, the last the last time they ruled, not the last time. I can't remember what tour it was, but they pretty played pretty much just all covers. It was like their musical influence tour stuff that influenced them. That's weird. Is that really just play yeah. covers for the most part? I mean, and they played they played their hits, you know, but. Um, they did like Eleanor Rigby. They did, they did some Metallica. They did some Beastie Boys. Hmm. Um, I mean, it was. I mean, it was all right. It was an all right concert. I mean, I would have preferred to hear more deep cuts from the albums, you know. But they chose dead. So, hmm. but I was still, off. I saw them. Um, at Country Music Festival, I forgot about that one. 2012, uh, when I went to Bonnaroo, I went to the CMA Festival in Nashville the night before. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And they played with a pretty awesome main stage lineup of Zach Brown Band, Miranda Lambert, Brad Paisley, Jason Aldean, Lady Antebellum, um, Clint Campbell, The Pistol Annies, and uh, Tracy Lawrence. 
and Glenn Campbell. I forget. I don't know if I said Glenn Campbell, but yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah. Okay. And then I don't know why he's not on here. Oh, he is on there. Brad Paisley, who brought out Hank Williams Jr. So I want an only time to see Hank Williams Jr. Fun fact: You know what my first concert ever was? Hank Williams Jr. Yes, it was. There we go. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, that brings us to our number one. Um, what do you think my number one country album is? I got to tell you, uh, so far we're only hearing Zach Brown Band and Chris Stapleton. Yep. Uh, so I'm just going to pick another Chris Stapleton or Zach Brown Band album. I really nope. have no idea. I'm, I'm thinking you're probably going to go way back on us here. Uh, for I'm going to go back music. to 2006. 2006, okay. Third studio album from Hank Williams the third. Okay. There Straight to hell. Straight to hell. I mean my number one wasn't mainstream. Obviously, this isn't mainstream. This mm-hmm. isn't something that you were gonna hear on country radio anywhere. Um just the it, it is such a fun album, um, full of nothing but drinking songs, drugs and alcohol references. Um it's fantastic. I mean, I listen to it. Yep. I don't know. I can't even tell you how I came across him back then. But the, the that went through a period where there was nothing but Hank Williams III played it above anything else. I mean, above Alice in Chains, above Pearl Jam above Nirvana, anybody. Um, all I listen to was Hank 3. Right there is my favorite song on the album. <laughs> Pills uh, now, I took. Did you uh, did you ever see Hank the Third in concert? Yes, me and uh, me and Doug went down to Knickerbockers and uh, checked checked him out. Um, I could only get Doug to stay for the country portion of his set. <laughs> um, he did not want to stay for the Ass Jack. Um, portion of the show um, much to my dismay but sure. you know but uh, great great time Knickerbockers was a fun place to see a show because it was such a shithole um, super super hot I think it was mid-August and that place didn't have any air conditioning um, it was just a hot miserable time but he killed it I mean I wish that uh, he still would do some country music. Obviously, he doesn't really do that anymore. Um, but no, none of his albums that preceded this or even were after this came close to how good this album was. Hmm. Yeah, that's a yeah. Okay, good choice. My number one is very mainstream. I think it's sold like 18 million copies. Um, it is from the man himself, uh, Mr. Garth Brooks. It's his second studio album called No Fences. Um, I don't know if Garth is what introduced me to country. I can't recall country before that. Of course, I was only, this came out in 90, so I was only 11. It has to be my introduction to country, surely. Um, he just brought a whole new world to me. Um, with friends in low places, and that's really what it comes down to. And also on this album is the great the Thunder Rolls, two of a kind, yep. open on a full house. 
and a song that became my favorite after many, many years, Unanswered Prayers, which is just a great live sing-along song. I mean, it's just one of the best sing-along songs you'll find out there. But really, with Garth Brooks, if you go to his concert or see his concert, every song is a sing-along song, and you get probably half of the album of No Fences at one of Garth's concerts. Um, Garth, to me, is the greatest entertainer by far in country music and he's up there and with like the top 10 when it comes to concerts regardless of genre i can't play garth brooks because garth brooks doesn't allow us to have him on spotify or apple no. has to have uh-huh. his own ghost i think is what it's called uh, I've, I've never met a person who has the garth brooks music player but for anybody out there who does that's the only way you can listen to garth brooks unless you just have the cd or vinyl yourself definitely and uh I've got one Garth Brooks final. Um, I think it is that album. I'd have to double check. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, he's, you know, I was in high school when he really blew up, you know. And so I kind of, I was really anti-country at that time. So I, I, I went to a high school where a bunch of people, all they listened to was country. Mm-hmm. So I did everything I could to avoid it and stand against it. Um, so I didn't really come to appreciate Garth Brooks until after that time period. Yeah, I remember him. I, rolling I want to sit here and listen to this now. <laughs> I remember Garth rolling through Button Coliseum multiple times um, in the '90s, and. You know, tickets only being ten album or ten bucks. Yeah, he's still pretty cheap when it comes to concerts. He's gonna make his money. Um, but yeah, he's he's just one of a kind as far as the entertainers. Him and George Strait, and you couldn't find two artists who are more different yeah. in concert than what Garth Brooks and George Strait bring to the table. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, <laughs> you know, just based on what I've seen on uh, just. You know, from concert footage or whatever. I mean, Kathy. I don't think Kathy's ever seen George Strait, but um, I know she's she's obviously seen Garth multiple times, and she loves going to Garth concerts. Um, George Strait, though, I think is probably her favorite. Yeah. She always said that she was going to marry George Strait mm. and race horses. No, there we go. So, so she was pretty excited when he was coming through. Um, yeah, you got to turn that off. It's distracting me. Okay, uh, so <laughs> a, a quick Google search of greatest country albums of all time uh, yeah. brings up at Folsom Prison, Johnny Cash, Come On Over, Shania Twain. Shania Twain was uh, her her videos in the 90s uh, oh. in tight jeans. She was a beauty star. I think she really kind of changed country music with her country videos. Uh, it really became a, a beauty contest for a while there in country music. Yeah. Yeah. Shania Twain kind of led the charge on that. Uh, Van Leer, Rose, Loretta Lynn, uh, Wide Open Spaces, The Chicks, No Fences, Garth, uh, Tim McGraw, Storms of Life, Randy Travis, there's a Ray Charles, there's at Sam Quentin, Johnny Cash, Rope in the Wind, Garth Brooks, Mountain Music by Alabama, The Dirt Band by Nitty Gritty, Dirt Band, Redheaded Stranger, Willie Nelson, Fearless by Taylor Swift, The Woman and Me by Shania, Breathe by Faith Hill, um, a lot about living, Alan Jackson, just a couple of other. There's Traveler on here as well, Chris Stapleton. The O Brother were out there, aren't they? 
a centric, which is a great centric. Yeah, Love it, is. it um, is. It's also one of the ones on here as well. You know, all stuff that we've probably listened to in passing or been forced to listen to in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean, we could probably sit there and sing along with it. And if we have enough alcohol in it, you know, and we and our and ourselves, we would probably really enjoy it. Sure. Um, you know, but just again, not something that neither one of us really get into. Yeah. Neither um, one of us put so, Taylor Swift on the charts. Good job. No, does. no. But again, I mean, is she really, I mean, I guess you, you're going to go with the first couple of albums. Yeah. First couple of albums. Of course, those are not made for us, which no. is why they would not be there. Right. And the fact that would we really put them above the ones that we've named. Right. So, well, good list. Uh, and we're a little bit better. Obviously, I feel like mine was kind of a cop out because four of the five were from two different artists. But that's, <laughs> that's just the okay. way it is. That's just and the way it is. If you want to fight me over it, then fight me over it. That's fine. That's all right. Cool. Well, kind of been one of our, we're rusty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, I have a quiz for you. Oh, wait, let's do it. Let's do if it. You're, if you're okay with it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So since Nielsen SoundScan changed their charts in 1991, I believe there have been 20 woman albums that have sold a million or more copies in one week. I'm going to give 21 artists. Oh, 20 not, artists. Tw- not 20. Not 20 women, but 21 artists. Or 21 albums, I'm going to say. There's been 21 albums okay. that have sold at least a million copies in one week. Okay. Can you name five albums? Um, okay, let's go. And what bonus points, and bonus points if you can name the biggest selling week of all time for an album. Oh, shit. Nah, I couldn't tell you that. But a million this started in 1991, by the way. Okay. Adele, 25. Is that one of them? That is. In fact, with that, let's go ahead and state that you've already named the album with the most albums sold in one week. Really? Adele's, Adele's 25 sold 3.378 million copies in its debut week, 11.26 of 15. It then... Wow sold over a million copies uh, the next week. It sold 1.112 million copies the next week. Wow. Which is insane. Yeah. So good job there. Awesome. Um, uh, Justin Timberlake, Future Sex Love Songs. Let's see here. Let's get to it. I feel like it's not going to be on there, but let me just double check. Gonna move down the list. I mean, I think you can get five, um, but I'm just not sure if your mind's working correctly. I'm gonna go with no, no Justin Timberlake. Oh, that sucks. Based off of how you're doing right now, I don't think you're going to get five. Yeah, I don't think so either. But but you're missing some pretty obvious artists. 
obviously with a million copies. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I, I would have to say there's got to be a Taylor Swift album on there. That, that, that is would, which which one? Um, Red. Red is on there. That is correct. Okay. She sold 1.2 million albums in the week ending October 28, 2012. I will also just go ahead and throw in the fact that she has done this the most out of anybody. Uh, her Reputation album in 2017 sold 1.2 million albums in the week ending November 16, 2017. And then again, 1989 and 2014 sold 1.287 million albums in the week ending 11 to 14. She's just, there's no, yeah, she's just, she's just, yeah, there's nobody. Oh, here, here's another one. Taylor Swift, Speak Now, 2010, sold 1,046,000 copies in the week ending October 31st, 2010. Four different albums by Taylor Swift. Insane. That's insane. Um, Beyonce. Beyonce's got to be on there. No Beyonce. No Beyonce. No Beyonce. How about Rihanna? No Rihanna. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So let's go. Let's look at some of the biggest artists. I wouldn't think there'd be a rock album on there. Is there any rock albums on there? There is uh, one rock album on here. Really? Yeah. Is it fucking Limp Bizkit? Yeah, there you go. Look at you. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, it's, it's, it's chocolate starfish, isn't it? Yeah, Limp Biscuit oh, Man. Shit. The master promoter, uh, Limp Biscuit Fred Durst, chocolate starfish hot dog flavor. I'm just, I, I was just thinking because there's nobody that was bigger than Limp Biscuit at that yeah. time. They sold a million fifty five thousand copies in the week ending October twenty second of two thousand. Wow. Good job. I think that's five, so I'll just do you have any other guesses before I just kind of throw the list at you? Is there a fucking Kanye on there? Nope, there's no Kanye on here. Okay, then yeah, then I'm then I'm okay. Okay, so Lady, <laughs> Lady Gaga at her really? height in 2011, 1.1 million copies for Born This Way. Uh, we got Little Wayne, which is probably the biggest surprise on here. The Carter Three sold just over one million uh, copies in 2008. Fifty Cent, The Massacre. Uh, before he was massacred and went away from us. Uh, 1.1 million copies in the week in 2005. Usher Confessions, uh, back when he made music, almost 1.1 million copies in 2004. Kind of a surprise. Nora Jones, Feels Like Home, 2004, sold a little over 1 million copies. And then the one artist I really thought you'd get was Eminem. Uh, The Eminem Show in 2002 sold 1.3 million copies in 2002. Uh, in sync celebrity in 2001 sold 1.8 million copies the beatles won in the 2000 uh sold 1.259 million copies, oh okay well that was that was a huge album i mean but it was a greatest hits album so i wasn't really thinking about that yeah that's crazy for the beatles yeah, yeah. Uh, backstreet boys back at black and blue 2000 1.5 million copies Eminem, the Marshall Mathers LP in 2000, 1.76 million copies Jesus. in May of 2000. Britney Spears, oops, I did it again in 2000, 1.3 million. In sync, no strings attached in 2000, 2.4 million copies. 
Backstreet Boys. This is where TRL, man, TRL sold millions of copies of albums for artists. Yeah. Uh, Backstreet Boys, Millennium in 1999, 1.1. Uh, Double Live by Garth Brooks sold 1.085 million in 1998. And the one that started it all, Mike, Whitney Houston, the Bodyguard soundtrack, the very first album to sold, sell more than 1 million copies in a week, uh, sold a million copies in the week ending December 27th, 1992. Wow, I mean, so there you go. That's crazy, but I got I got most of them. I mean, well, the you, did, you did pretty good. Yeah, I did pretty, did pretty good. good. I was I'm surprised yeah. that Limp Biscuit one though pulled that one out of my head. Yeah, good job in the Limp Biscuit. Very impressive. Good job. That's the first time we've had a quiz in a while. It is. I, yeah, I enjoyed that, and I didn't suck at it. Yeah, very impressed. Very happy. For very you. impressed. Well, good. I'm I'm happy for myself. I can go to bed knowing that I fixed you did today. Yeah, there you go. Right on. Well, what does next week bring us? Well, man, we got we we have a lot of albums um, out there. Okay. What do you want? What do you want to review? Um, so we got well, Tom Morello I mean, has a new one. Zach Brown yeah. Ben has a new one. Coldplay has a new one. Oh. <laughs> Tech Nine has a new one. Um, Trivium has a new one. Nah, I've um, never got into Trivium. Okay, hold on. Let me look through my. I, tr- I think I put. I, I, I've been in the in the weeks that we were gone. I, I tried to update my list here. Uh, we never got around to uh, reviewing the new Buck Cherry album, Hellbound. Uh, Iron Maiden Sinjutsu. We haven't reviewed that one yet. Uh-huh. Um, that one's like an hour and a half long. If you want to Ooh, sit through yeah. that, I don't think so. Um, let's see here. I'm just going through the list here. Daughtry has a new one. You got Drake and Kanye. You got Imagine Dragons. Uh, I don't think we ever did. We ever review the Bear Tooth album? I don't know if yes. we did or not. We did. Yeah, we okay. Did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Blackberry yeah, Smoke. Okay. Blackberry Smoke uh, has a uh, new one out. Uh, man, there's there's a lot. Uh, so I, I'm gonna let you pick them. Um, there's a I'll, lot. Of I'll options. pick. I'm gonna pick one and you pick one. Okay. All right. I'm gonna say let's do the new Tech Nine. Okay. I like and it. Then, and and then you get to pick one. If you fucking say Coldplay, I'll do it. But you know it's not going to be positive. Yeah, I think... Let's do a review of Zach Brown Band. Okay. The Zach Brown and Tech 9 Yeah. Two polar I would say if, we're, if we were one... We are, we are now one, two, nine days away. From what could be the biggest release of 2021? Oh, that's the hopes. That's the hopes, right? Still nine days, listened, folks. Yeah, still have only listened to one single from it, so I don't know yep. anything else about the album. Um, yep. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. Uh, that's in case you're wondering, folks. Jerry Cantrell, Brighton, nine days away. Very excited. Obviously, that will be. Uh, a focus uh, in a couple episodes um, along with maybe the new Lana Del Rey. I know how much you love her. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no. Well, um, I mean, we get, we're getting to that time where there's going to be some major releases. We got some Ed Sheeran yes. coming out. We got some yep. Adele. Uh, yep. We're, we're going to see if this Limp Biscuit pops out. Um, like you stated, Jerry Cantrell, and I'm sure there's some other big ones that I just am not quite aware of. Uh, for the well, month of you've October. got uh, November. Let's see. I'm looking here. You got ABBA. Uh, Diana I'm sorry. Ross. Did you say ABBA? Uh huh. 
Yep, they're coming out. With a they're new releasing album. a new album. Yeah, called Voyage. Like with, like a twelve-song Abba album. Are these brand new songs? Let me take a look. I feel like I knew they released some singles, but I don't think I knew they were bringing out an album. Maybe I'm wrong. No, yeah, it's the upcoming ninth studio album. Interesting. Okay, go ahead. Let's see the track listing. Oh, never mind. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. a new album, but it's... Oh, never mind. Yeah. It's new songs, buddy. Okay. New songs. Um, what else we got? We got uh, you got Adele, like you talked about. Uh, Government Mule. Robert Plant, really... Allison Krauss. Okay, there's a good one. Sting, The Darkness. Sting, eh? Yep. All right. That's really all I'm saying. I'm looking at the uh, PRP to see if there's there and there's uh, Blue, Black Label Society is coming out in November. Yeah, that doesn't um, list on Met- I'm on Metacritic, so uh, Macedon's new one comes out. They might be giants. Tori Amos, okay. Amy good Mann. See, yeah, good to see Tori Amos back in back in back in the back in the. Uh, what am I trying to say? Back in the world is what I'm trying to say. I think. Did I say Hanson? You did not say Hanson, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, good. I guess good, the good. world. Yeah, so. they they've been playing. I think I've mentioned this a few shows back. They've been playing basically four shows a month at Kane's Ballroom. Uh, I don't know why Michael hasn't gone to every single one of them. I'm very disappointed <laughs> in that, but it is what it is. Hey, you have a list for us. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Um, well, I'm not gonna be. I don't know. It's gonna be a good one. I don't know. I don't really have. But let's see. Um, let's do. Let's do. Have we done top five projects? I think I we think have. So. I don't. Have we done? I don't think we've done songs from a band before, but I don't no. know for sure. Yeah, well, we did Alice in Chains. Okay. Well, so here's you want to do that one, or we can do the greatest run from a band. You know, we kind of discussed that a couple of weeks ago, like the greatest run of albums from a band. Like okay. Top five. Like, yeah. I don't Do know. we want to have a minimum, a minimum amount of albums? I think it has to be three, right? I mean, it has to be a run. Yeah. Uh, it has to, there has to be a streak to it and one or two doesn't really do that. So I think minimum is three albums. Minimum three albums. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Biggest run from a band. That's favorites. Favorite. Favorite. Okay. Favorites. Favorite Favorite. streaks from bands. That's going to be a tough one. It will be. I mean, I can almost put together my top five right now, just sit here and thinking. I think I pretty much have it. Really? Um, Yeah. You know, Warren's going to be in there. We'll go ahead and start there. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be Warren, Jacqueline, Buckcherry. There you go. I put I put Warrant at number five. They should probably okay. be higher, but yeah. I don't. I, I think if if I put Warrant any higher than five, it's just going to derail the entire list. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think so. So, um, and all I'll right. Well, and, then hey, I'll go ahead and let you know that there's not going to be any classic stuff on there. So I'm going to leave it to you for Led Zeppelin and the Beatles. Seven. 
You son of a bitch. The only other possibility I could bring you is Pink Floyd, and I don't know if we'd want to go down that rabbit hole either. Yeah, we probably don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. So I had I'm a pretty. I had a. I'm in the 1970s for my history of rock class. Oh, nice. So, How's it going? Uh, uh, it's going good. It's going good. Um, so we have playlists that we have to listen to through each chapter. Um, I had to listen to the two Pink Floyd songs. <laughs> It it took everything I had to uh, to do it. So, but I made it through, and it still didn't change my opinion. No. All right. Well, on that note, folks, you know what we're doing. We will uh, we will promise to come to you at a more regular interval going forward. Um, hopefully, my co-host has figured out his schedule. Um, and yeah, I think we're gonna have to get to the weekend. The weekend's probably the easiest time. We just gotta we gotta settle on a weekend together. There we go. That, that I think that's what we'll have to do it. So awesomeness. Until then, folks, we will talk to you soon. Be safe, be happy, take care of yourselves. See ya. Bye.